With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Peace and blessings, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Bible Class Truth Hour here on the four-time national award-winning POET radio. I'm your host and your brother, Black Ice, DeAndre Hawthorne, and um, I am happy to be back before you at this time. Um, I had a birthday since... Um, the last time I appeared to you live, um, I've traveled out, out of the country since the last time I appeared before you live. And I thank God that number one, he has blessed me to see another year of life. And number two, I thank God that he blessed me with traveling grace to Kingston, Jamaica, and back home here in the Chicagoland area. So again, thank you for all the birthday wishes and everything. I want to say thank you so much, and I appreciate you so much. Today, we're going to deal with, brothers and sisters, um, Space Invaders, Guardian of the Galaxy, which is a new movie that just came out. This is the third installment of the movie, and um, I thought now would be a good time to bring back this lesson and let's talk about it. Let's talk about how, from a child, Satan has been preparing us, you know, um, from children to fight against God. Again, he's been preparing us since children to fight against God. So, man, look, we're going to get into this lesson. We're going to talk about it. Uh, I, again, I am excited about today's lesson, and we're going to put it all on the table. We got the Bible, and we got the research that we need in order to put this lesson together, and uh, I am excited again. So at this time, we ask that you share the lesson. Share the lesson to your Facebook groups in which you belong to, and uh, help us get this word out, brothers and sisters. Help us get this word out. I am doing the same thing that I am asking you all to do, which is to share this lesson and some of the uh, some of the groups that you belong to. Spirit Books Christian Fellowship, and yep, and I want to say thank you in advance. Let's give a shout out to some of our brothers and sisters who are out there. We see uh, Brother Malachi, peace and blessings. I, I did see Sister uh, Crystal Wells out there. Uh, put it in the comment section where you are watching from. Uh, we got some new viewers. Um, folks have been reaching out to me from YouTube, and um, they are watching that YouTube feed, brothers and sisters, and we thank them in advance. For tuning in to tonight's lesson, I want to say peace and blessings to you. We are in the journey together to learn the truth and um, 
together we can accomplish that goal and get closer to God, okay? So let's go ahead and get started in one moment. Religion. There we go. Let's do Bible. Mm -hmm. And I'm posting to about 50 groups. Yep, as we as we proceed. Let's see, write a post. We'll be getting started in three minutes, three minutes at the top of the hour. Sister Linda Israel, peace and blessings to you. Sister Militia Jenkins Gilbert, peace and blessings to you. Sister Helen Beasley from Griffith, Griffith, Indiana, peace and blessings to you. Always good to see you on the Lord's high Sabbath day when you come into town. Again, Crystal Wales is tuning in from IOG Raleigh, North Carolina. Sister Linda, let the people know where you are watching from. Sister Helen Broswell tuning in from Raleigh, North Carolina as well. She's a part of the Israel of God camp. Brother Malachi is from El Cajun, California. Let's go ahead and keep um, getting these messages out. And I am, let's see. It's good. I was volunteering for the Special Olympics this weekend and ran into some of our Israelite brothers. And they was like, do you know Brother Lee Hartzell? And, you know, it's just good when you see your brothers and your sisters uh, out in the public and um, you could talk about God. and You could talk about how, you know, the camp where you go have really uh, affected your life. So. Okay, brothers and sisters, I think that I've done everything that I can do to share and get this word out. It is time to get ready to get into today's lesson, and then we'll read off the what we believe, and then we'll bring on our YouTube. Again, we'll read off the what we believe, and then we will bring on our YouTube, okay? So let's get ready to get the what we believe up and running. And we'll get ready to get on tonight's Bible class, brothers and sisters. Again, I'm 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 just happy to be before my my family again uh, tonight. All right. So let's go ahead and pray. Father God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, we come before you on this Tuesday on your platform, Father God, Truth Hour, to give what thus saith the Lord according to what's written in this book called the Bible, Father God. Father God, we continue to come before you and walk towards you and in your direction so that you can come closer to us, Father God. We pray, Father God, that you forgive us of our shortcomings, our weaknesses, Father God, the tests that we have failed, the temptations that we have failed, Father God. No, we have a desire, Father God, to walk with you, but in this flesh and blood body, it is hard, Father God. So we petition you and your son, Jesus, Yahshua name, Father God, to just be patient with us. Give us grace and give us mercy. We pray this prayer in your son, Jesus, Yahshua name. Amen. All right. Let's get ready, brothers and sisters, to read off the what we believe, and then we'll get our YouTube 
up and running. All right. Let's see. Where's the what we believe? There we go. All right. Thank you again for tuning in to another edition of the Bible Class Truth Hour here on the four-time national award-winning POET radio, brothers and sisters. The Truth Hour Bible Class is an online social media Bible-based ministry where we teach the uncut word of God as it is written in the scriptures, line upon line, precept upon precept, Isaiah 28 and 10. Our mission is to lead as many souls to Jesus, the Christ, so that through the word of God and the keeping of the commandments, we may receive salvation. Our motto is, if you cannot read it, do not believe it. Here's what we believe, number one. We believe in the name of Jesus. We have no problem or dispute with any of our brothers and sisters or family members who want to use the name Yahshua or Esua or Yahweh or any of the other variations of the name as it was translated from Hebrew to Latin to Greek to Old English to English. We have no dispute, brothers and sisters. All we're saying is since we have no dispute with you, when we use the name Jesus, then have no dispute with us. Number two, we believe that Jesus alone is our Lord and Savior. Number three, we believe in the Sabbath day, which is from Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. Number four, we believe in the seven feast days of the Lord as, li as listed in Leviticus, the 23rd chapter. Number five, we believe that we, the so-called African American and those that were spread throughout the four corners of the world by way of the transatlantic slave trade are indeed Israelites. And all of the Lord's statutes, laws and commandments apply to us. Now, let me say this. Even for those of us. Who are descendants of the slave master who raped our great 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 grandmother and since the slave master was not an israelite any seed that came through him was not an israelite either natural born but i'm glad that god gives for that grafting in brothers and sisters that even if you're black like me and you're not a natural born israelite brothers and sisters you can be grafted into the body of christ by keeping his statutes, his laws, and his commandments. The Lord knew that we would be scattered over the four corners of the earth, and he knew that there would be mixing in and out of our lineage and heritage, and he made provisions for that, brothers and sisters. Now, number six, we believe that we must keep the laws to the best of our ability. Number seven, we believe that we must keep the Lord's dietary law. That was a uh, uh, a debate or um, reasoning on Facebook earlier today. I put up a poster of the clean animals and the unclean animals. And the first thing that one of the brothers put up was, well, what about Acts, the 10th chapter? You know, when Peter had a vision of clean and unclean things and the Lord told him, Peter, rise up, kill and eat. And Peter said, not so, Lord, I have never eaten anything com uh, common or unclean. So then he um, put up a scripture, I think Mark the seventh chapter, which talks about how the Pharisees were uh, getting on the Israelites or the disciples for eating with unwashed hands. 
And he said, see, brother, it's not what goes in the body that defiles of man. It what is what comes out of the mouth or uh, whatever. I said, brother, go and read what the subject matter was. Had nothing to do with food. So we got to study to show ourselves approved. And let's not begin to read and try to make a doctrine or understanding in the in the middle of a chapter. Let's go find out what the context is or the subject matter of the chapter is first before we come to any conclusions about anything that we read in the middle of a chapter. Reading is fundamental. Number seven, we believe again that we must keep the Lord's dietary law according to Leviticus the 11th chapter. No pork, no catfish, no shrimp, no lobster or anything. I was in Jamaica and they kept wanting me to wanting to feed me swordfish. Oh, brother, we got swordfish, brother, brother, we got swordfish. Can't do it. Can't do it. It's not in line with the dietary law. Um, number eight, we believe that both the scriptures or Old Testament and the testimony or New Testament must be used when teaching the word of God. You can't be an Old Testament scholar or a New Testament Christian. You must be both. Isaiah 8 and 20. Number nine, we don't believe in Sunday Sabbath service. Now, we know majority of our people go to church on Sunday. That's the first day of the week. There's only one Sabbath. You know, people say, oh, any day could be my Sabbath. There's only one Sabbath. That's the seventh day. It's from Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. So we believe in what the Lord told us to sanctify, set apart, and keep holy. So when I say we don't believe in Sunday Sabbath service, it's no strike against our brothers and sisters who go to church on Sunday who may have no knowledge of the word of God. And that the day that we're supposed to be having a holy convocation or church on is from Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. It's just that those of us who are aware and know and have knowledge, we can boldly profess that we don't believe in Sunday Sabbath service. We don't believe in the Trinity doctrine. There is no such thing as God, the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is one that bears witness or record in heaven with the father and the son, but there is no such thing as God, the father, God, the son, and God, the Holy Ghost. We can read to you in John one and one, where it mentions the word, which is also the son being God. And we can read where the father is mentioned as God in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God in the beginning. Well, the Holy Spirit wasn't there. Or the Holy Ghost wasn't there with the Father and the Son in the beginning. Well, we know what the Holy Spirit is and we know who the Holy Spirit is, brothers and sisters. So let's go ahead and keep reading. We don't believe in images or holidays that originated in the worship of other gods, such as Easter and Christmas and New Year's Day. All those things were founded in the in their origin existed in the worship of false and idol gods. Number 10, we believe that salvation through Jesus is for all people, no matter what race, color, or nationality, Revelation 7 and 9. Now, I spoke at the Sigma Gamma Rho Sororities event on Sunday. It was called Hattitude. 
again, it was called Hattitude. So not only did they acquire my services to do poetry, they wanted me to give the biblical explanation of why the woman was ordered. It's an ordinance. The root of the word ordinance is order. The woman was ordered to wear a head covering. And so I began to explain that according to the book of 1 Corinthians, the 11th chapter, verses 3 through 6, that any time that we're reading the Bible, we're praying or prophesying, which is reading the Bible, because the words in the Bible are prophecy, the woman is ordered by God to have a head covering on, right? The head covering is to give her power over her head against Satan and his fallen angels that were kicked out of heaven. The head covering also represents the man because the man is woman's covering and Jesus is our covering and the father is his covering. So in the absence of Adam in the garden, Eve was able to be beguiled. So the head covering represents her protection against Satan and those fallen angels, brothers and sisters. So at this time, sisters, if you could put a head covering over your head and brothers, if you have a hat on, we ask that you remove that head covering from your head so that we can be in compliance with the order or the ordinances of God as listed in Leviticus, the 11 chapter verses three through six. Now, let's go ahead and get ready to bring our YouTube on. Let's get ready to bring our YouTube on in five, four, three, two, one. Thank you, YouTube, for tuning in to another edition of the Bible Class Truth Hour here on the four-time national award-winning POET radio. Now, subscribe to this channel, number one. Number two, when you get a chance, definitely share this lesson. The lesson tonight is called Space Invaders. Guardians of the Galaxy, that new movie just came out, made $110 million over the weekend. But what we want to analyze is how Satan has been using movies like this, video games like Space Invaders, to prepare us from children to fight against whatever was coming down from above. And we know eventually Jesus got to come back. So could it be that he has been preparing us to fight against Jesus and the host of heaven? Well, let's find out, brothers and sisters. Let's get right into our lesson tonight. Space invaders, guardians of the galaxy, how Satan has been preparing our minds to fight against the coming of God. Let's go ahead and kick this thing off, brothers and sisters. And again, still can please um, share the live feed, okay? Share the live feed. Again, this lesson is assembled tonight, brothers and sisters, and designed to prepare you how Satan has infiltrated our minds to fight against God. Now, Satan uses media, internet, social media, video games, radio, 
in anything that he can in order to penetrate our minds, brothers and sisters. Y'all remember the movie Star Wars? Battlestar Galactica. Now, now I, I know I'm going a little bit back, a little bit further than some of y'all. Star Trek, Flash Gordon. My favorite video game back in the day used to be Galaga. All these movies, all these TV shows, all these video games were designing our minds to fight against whatever was descending down from the sky. Now, again, today we got Avengers, we got Guardians of the Galaxy, which, you know, I'm, I'm a Marvel fan, I'm a DC fan, I go and see movies like that, but I always wonder, what's the hidden messages in these movies, brothers and sisters? They all have one thing in common, to fight against what they call the invasion the invasion now let's deal with space invaders the video game space invader the video game was inspired to have come from various sources including an adaption of the electromechanical arcade game space monsters released by uh Tahito in 1972 and a dream about a japanese school filled with children who are waiting for Santa Claus when they are attacked by invading aliens. I want y'all to just listen to these things that I'm reading off. That's how the video game Space Invaders came into existence, right? Japanese children outside of school waiting and looking for Santa Claus, and then they're invaded. Let's look at the the the, the Galaga theme and objective now if y'all don't know who what galaga is again that was my favorite video game growing up galaga is a fixed shooter the player mans a long starfighter at the bottom of the screen which must prevent the galaga forces from destroying all of mankind the objective of each stage is to defeat um the galaga aliens which will fly into formation from the top and sides of the screen. Now, let's go ahead and get into scripture, brothers and sisters. Let's go to the book of Ephesians, the second chapter. What is man so afraid of that he has to prepare to defend against space invaders? Now, we're not talking about war because war, war, war of the worlds too. Now, when nation is fighting against nation, of course, they have planes and fighter jets, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about what's coming down from out of space or outer space into our habitat, right? Now, let me share something with each and every one of you all that you, that you may or may not know. Let's go to the book of Ephesians, the second chapter, verses one and two. Ephesians, the second chapter, Verses one and two. Now, it says, and you has he quickened who were dead in trespasses and in sins. Now, what does quickened mean, brothers and sisters? It means to be brought alive or to be brought to life. So when we are 
resurrected, we are also quickened, brothers and sisters. Right? Now, another form of being quickened is to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. When you were dead in your sins and now you have um, walked upright and you're walking in Christ and you're living in Christ, that is another form, but that's not the form the uh, of, of your flesh and blood body being changed into a spiritual body. Well, let's talk about number two. It says, wherein, this is uh, e Ephesians 2 and 2. It says, wherein times past, you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. So here it is, brothers and sisters. Those of us who have changed are no longer walking this walk, but look at how many of our brothers and sisters are still walking according to the course of this world and according to the prince of the power of the air. We know that the prince of the power of the air is none other than Satan, the devil, the dragon, that old serpent, or the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. These are all titles given unto the name Satan, who is also the prince of the air. So as we move further, brothers and sisters, now, Satan has control over the air waves. And that's why we've been seeing so many things that we've been seeing, certain things that could never air on TV. Every time we look up, the homosexual uh, agenda is being pushed down our throat. Now, some of you are like me. I watch Power with Little Bad Tariq. You know, they got a character on that show. You watched Empire. They had a character on that show. You watch cartoons. They got a character on that show. It seems like you can't have a show today, a TV show, a movie, without a homosexual theme being pushed down our throats. But again, Satan is the prince of the air and the airways and the media and the television and the movies and the radio and the, 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 the music industry. So it's no surprise, brothers and sisters, that what he represents that comes across our airways is against God. But now let's come in, let, let, let's get back. I said I didn't want to really expound on that because I had a whole section that I took out of this lesson that was actually dealing with that whole theme, right? But I want to stick on topic. The question is, who is coming? What is coming? And when? Again, who is coming? What is coming? And when? Now, in the book of Daniel, Daniel speaks about night visions. Turn your Bible to the book of Daniel, the seventh chapter. What did Daniel see? And who did Daniel see in these night visions? Let's go to Daniel 7, 13 and 14. Daniel 7, 13 and 14. Tonight's lesson is space invaders, guardians of the galaxy. 
Satan has been preparing our minds since children to fight against God. We're at Daniel, the seventh chapter. And if you don't have your Bible with you, just Facebook Live, look in your comment section. Our sister, Sister Key Israel, always posts the verses that we are covering in the comment section. Daniel 7, let's read 13 through 14. This is Daniel speaking. He said, I saw in the night visions and behold, one like the son of man came with the clouds of heaven and came to the ancient of days and they brought him near before him. And there was given him dominion and glory and a kingdom that all people, nations and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away and his kingdom that which shall not be destroyed. Well, wait a minute, Sister V. Wait a minute, family. Wait a minute, Sister Crystal, Brother Malachi. It says that this, this son of man, ancient of days, was given dominion and glory and a kingdom that all people and nations and languages should serve him. Well, wait a minute. If he was given dominion, what happens to the dominion of the nations that are currently ruling and in power? If he was given a kingdom and there are kingdoms already in existence on this earth, then what happens to their kingdom once his kingdom is set up, brothers and sisters? And if there are people and nations and languages that are serving the current kings of this world and current rulers of this world, when Jesus comes, this son of man, it says he was given a kingdom that all people, how many people? All people and nations and languages should serve him. So, well, wait a minute. No two things can exist at the same space at the same time. So if he's coming to rule, then the people that are currently in rulership have to be sat down. Well, wait a minute. Could this be why Satan has been preparing our minds since children to fight against God? Because he knows what's coming from above. It's coming to this world to have dominion, to have rule, and to have power brothers and sisters we're talking about space invaders and guardians of the galaxy and how satan has been programming our minds since children to fight against god let's turn the book to the book of acts the first chapter acts the first chapter now <clears throat> since the days of god sending prophets into this world those prophets have been preparing us for the coming of our lord and savior jesus the christ We've had knowledge of his coming, brothers and sisters, but our ancestors just didn't know when. Well, brothers and sisters, when we read the book of Leviticus, the 23rd chapter, it tells us what's going to happen and when it's going to happen and what month is going to happen in. And so we know when it comes to the seventh month of the year, no, we're not talking about July. We're talking about the seventh month in God's time, which is September, right? 
And September, the seventh month, it don't necessarily start on the 1st of September. It could range from the end of October to the first or second week in September. But we know in that seventh month of the year, we got four holy high Sabbath and feast days. We got the memorial of the blowing of trumpets. Now, in the Bible, we read that Jesus was coming at the blowing of the last trump. In the seventh month, we also have the Day of Atonement. In the seventh month, we also have the Feast of Tabernacles. In the seventh month, we also have the eighth day, brothers and sisters. Another lesson for another time. We can get into those lessons as you continue to watch and as you continue to listen. And we begin to educate you a little bit more on the word of God. But the information that has once been a mystery to some of you all, we have it in the word of God, brothers and sisters. There is no mystery to those who have understanding of the word of God. And I thank our senior pastor, Brother Bowie, I thank my mentor, Brother Julius, and we're, you know, he's always correcting me and always in correction mode. And I love that about him because I want to be correct when I'm teaching the word of God. Let's go to the book of Acts, the first chapter, six through eight. Acts, the first chapter. We're going to read verses six through eight. We're talking about space invaders, guardians of the galaxy, how Satan has been preparing our minds since youth to fight against God. We got Acts, the first chapter, and we're going to read verses six through eight, and it reads, when they therefore were come together, they asked him saying, Lord, will thou at this time restore again the kingdom of Israel? And he said unto them, it is not for you to know the times of the, or the seasons, which the father have put in his own power. And so brothers and sisters, that's why we have to begin the process of preparing ourselves now. Begin the process of living in Christ. So when we die, if we die in Christ, brothers and sisters, we may be blessed to be in that first resurrection as listed in Revelations, the 20th chapter. Now, when is the coming of the Lord? What must happen first before he comes? And how does Satan prepare his world to fight against the Lord when he comes? These are the questions that we must find the answers to. Let's go to the book of 2 Thessalonians. Uh, let's see, Sister Key, if we can find this. And maybe you can research this a little bit for me, Sister Keeper, because I see I didn't put a chapter here. Let's see, 2 Thessalonians. Let's see. Oh, it's only three three chapters, so it gotta be one of the three, huh? Okay. And so we're gonna do let's find out what chapter we're gonna do in the book of Second Thessalonians. All right, we're gonna go second Thessalonians. And I think we're going to do Sister Key. Um, both of them are actually really, really good. We're going to do verse uh, chapter two, Second Corinthians, the second chapter. Okay, you you, you already got it, Sister. She, she got my back, boy. 
Uh, all right, let's go ahead and read it. Second Corinthians two and one through four. It says, now we beseech you brethren by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him. Here it is again, Jesus is coming, right? And when he comes, he gather, gathers us unto him. It says that you be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter as from us as that the day of Christ is at hand. So don't be shaken brothers and sisters when you see things and when you read about things and when you hear things because we already know the end from the beginning because God called it. Verse three, it said, let no man deceive you by any means for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first and that man of sin be revealed the son of perdition who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worship so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God showing himself that he is God. So we know some of the things that, that must happen, brothers and sisters, before Jesus can come to this earth. That man of sin, brothers and sisters, comes out of the largest church. And that church have to relocate its headquarters from what the book of Revelation calls that city that sits on seven hills, which is Rome. And the church in Rome is the Catholic Church. And the head of the Catholic Church is the Pope. And so we have a location where the church is. We got the name of the church and we have the title of the head of the church. So when you see the Roman Catholic Church relocate its headquarters to Jerusalem and that Pope or Pope figure stands in the holy place and professing himself, to be God here on earth, then we can start counting brothers and sisters. Because after that shortly follows that three and a half year great tribulation period as listed in the book of Revelation. And immediately after the great tribulation period, as it says in Matthew the 24th chapter, the sun will become dark. The stars will fall from heaven. The moon won't give its light. And we'll see the son of man coming in the clouds. But that's what Satan has been preparing the world to fight against, brothers and sisters. Let's read about. Let's see the Roswell um, UFO incident that took place. Let's go to the search engine and let's find out what they have here. It says unidentified flying objects are nothing new. Our generation was first exposed to these aircraft in 1940. The nation have always known about these aircraft, but in the 40s, the general public in America were first exposed. Let's go and look at the cover-up in New Mexico. This is called the Roswell UFO incident in the mid-1940s. A United States Army Air Force balloon crashed at a ranch near Roswell, New Mexico, following wide initial interest in, in the crash flying disc. The, the United States military stated that it was merely a conventional weather balloon. Interest sub subsequently um, waned into the 1970s when 
UFOologists began promoting a variety of increasingly elaborate conspiracy theories, claiming that one or more alien spacecraft had crash landed and that the extraterrestrial occupants had been recovered by the military, when, uh, which then engaged in the cover-up. Brothers and sisters, let me show you something in the word of God. Long before there was an internet, long before there was television cameras, these wheels, as the Bible calls them, had already been seen and already been documented, brothers and sisters. But we know these wheels were angels flying in formation. Let's go to the book of Ezekiel, the 10th chapter, verses 1 through 22. Ezekiel, the 10th chapter, verses 1 through 22. Let's read about these unidentified flying objects, as they say. Ezekiel 10, 1 through 22. <clears throat> Then I looked and behold, in the firmament that was above the head of the cherubims, there appeared over them as it were a sapphire stone, as the appearance of the likeness of a throne. And he spake unto the man clothed with linen and said, go in between the wheels, even under the cherub. So it shows you that the cherubs had made a wheel like formation. So when it says even, that means equal to or the same in the Bible. Let me read it again. Ezekiel 10 and 2. And he spake unto the man clothed with linen and said, go in between the wheels, even under the cherub, and fill thine hand with coals of fire between the cherubims, and scatter them over the city. And he went in, in my sight. Now the cherubim stood on the right side of the house when the man went in and the cloud filled the inner court. Then the glory of the Lord went up from the cherub and stood over the threshold of the house and the house was filled with the cloud and the court was full of brightness of the Lord's glory. And the sound of the cherubim wings was heard even to the outer court and the voice of the, of the almighty God when he speaketh, and it came to pass that when he had commanded the man clothed with linen, saying, Take the fire from between the wheels, from between the cherubims. Then he went in and stood beside the wheels. Now, let me share something with you, brothers and sisters. It says, As the voice of the Almighty God when he speaketh. Now, according to the word of God, in the book of John, the fifth chapter, the 37th verse, Jesus said, no man has ever heard my father's voice or seen his shape at any time. So this almighty God that Ezekiel had seen and the one that it was referring to is none other than the word or the one whom we call Jesus today. He just didn't go by that name. He went by the name almighty God, because remember, Jesus said, no man has ever heard my father's voice or seen his shape at any time. That's just something learning on the way to learning something. Man has never dealt with the father and he never will as long as he's in this flesh and blood body because the father does not deal with imperfection. Now, let's continue with verse seven. 
And one cherub stretched forth his hand from between the cherubims unto the fire that was between the cherubims and took thereof and put it into the hands of him that was clothed with linen, who took it and went out. And there appeared in the cherubims the form of a man's hand under their wings. And when I looked, behold, the four wheels by the cherubims, one wheel by one cherub and another wheel by another cherub. And the appearance of the wheels was as the color of a barrel stone. And as for their appearances, they, they four had one likeness as if a wheel had been in the midst of a wheel. When they went in, they went upon their four sides. They turned not as they went, but to the place where the head looked, they followed it. They turned not as they went. So wait a minute. These angels got four faces. And wherever the head turned, the body turned with it. And so brothers and sisters, you know, people say, man, I saw an angel. You ever seen an angel that looked like this with four faces? Let's describe these four faces according to what Ezekiel saw. Verse 14, it says, everyone had four faces. The first face was the face of a cherub. The second face was the face of a man. The third face of a lion. And the fourth face of an eagle. You see how these cherubims looked? How they were described? It says, and the cherubims were lifted up. This is the living creature that I saw by the river of Chabar. Now, brothers and sisters, for the sake of time, we're going to go down from to verse 20 and 22 and finish this thing out. It says, this is the living creature that I saw under the God of Israel. Now, you know who the God of Israel is. None other than Jesus, okay, whom they call Yahshua or Esau or, or, or whatever name or variation they use. Jesus is the God of Israel. This is the living creature at verse 20 that I saw under the God of Israel by the river of Chabar. And I knew that there were um, the cherubims. Everyone have four faces apiece and everyone four wings. And the likeness of the hands of a man was under their wings. And the likeness of their faces was the same faces which I saw by the river of Chabar. Their appearances and themselves, they went everyone straight forward. Brothers and sisters. Ezekiel described it as a wheel. These Europeans, when they saw these unidentified flying objects, they always described them as disc. Okay? Circular flying objects or disc. Now, the plot of the theme of all these movies, like Brother Malachi said, War of the Worlds, Space Invaders, Guardians of the Galaxy, Star Trek, Battlestar Galactica, Lost in Space. The theme of all of these movies have one thing in common. They are focusing on what's coming down from above to this planet to take over the rulership of those who are currently in power. So what do you think is going to happen when Jesus comes, brothers and sisters? See? You see how Satan has always been preparing our minds to look at whatever comes from above as alien and evil? Well, brothers and sisters, 
I think this whole world is about to get a wake up call. Let's go to the book of Matthew, the 10th chapter, verses 34 through 36. Matthew, the 10th chapter, verses 34 through 36. And it reads, Think not that I come to send peace on earth. I come not to send peace, but a sword. So wait a minute. This loving and kind and forgiving Jesus that our pastors and churches are teaching us about. Ain't the Jesus that's coming back. No, brothers and sisters, he said, when I come, I'm not coming to send peace on this earth. I come not to send peace, but I come with a sword. Why would he be coming with a sword, brothers and sisters? Anytime a man unsheaths his sword, it's because he's looking to kill something. Brothers and sisters. The killing that this Bible describes that's going to take place at the coming of Jesus, it said it's going to be blood all the way up to the horse's bridle. This ain't the Jesus that's being taught about in church, brothers and sisters. Verse 35, it says, for I am come to set a man at variance against his father and a daughter against her mother and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law and a man's foes shall be they of his own household. Well, isn't it like that today when we learn this word of God and get into this word of God? Our whole household begins to become disrupted. What are you reading? What are you in a cult or something? What do you mean you're not celebrating Easter? No, mom, I'm not celebrating Easter no more. Easter is antichrist. What are you talking about? Jesus rose early on Easter morning. Well, mom, Easter ain't got nothing to do with Jesus. Easter was a Roman celebration of the sex goddess Ishtar or Istarte. Where you get that stuff from? Well, what do you think the egg and the rabbit represents? Egg represents new life. Rabbit represents fertility. And this is why Easter is celebrated during springtime, the time when things in nature repopulate itself. But we're not supposed to be celebrating that, mom. We're supposed to be celebrating the Passover. And the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Where you get that from? We ain't being taught that in church. A man's foes shall be they of his own household. So when you get into this word of God, you ain't going to be the most likable person in your family anymore. Because just like you got a thirst to learn, you're going to have a hunger to share. The word of God. But hang on in there, brothers and sisters. But just be patient with your loved ones like God was patient with you when you were going through your mess, which is how you got your message, or your test, which is how you got your testimony. Right? God will reveal to them the things that they can't see coming from you. In time, brothers and sisters. But let's get back to this space invaders. When the Bible talks about Jesus coming, it mentions him coming in a cloud, brothers and sisters. 
Now, Satan be, may be able to control some of our minds, but he can't control the elements. Not one place in this Bible does it say, oh, Satan made it rain. Satan made the clouds come up. Satan made it thunder and lighten. Satan do not control the elements. The only thing that he can control, if you allow him to control it, is your mind, brothers and sisters. It is God who controls the elements of this earth. Air, fire, water, and earth. Let's start this thing off in the book of Revelations and break this thing down, brothers and sisters. Contrary to popular belief, the world won't be happy when Jesus is coming back. Contrary to popular belief, we say that in church, but what are we going to do when we find out that we've been following the wrong Jesus? That no, Jesus never told us to go to church on Sunday. He said, remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. He never told us to celebrate Christmas. He said in the book of Exodus, the 20th chapter, thou shalt have no gods beside me. So when we were celebrating the God of Christmas, the God of New Year's, which his name was Janus, which is why January was named or given its name, because he was the God of doors. He had a face in the front and a face in the back. Type it in your Google search engine, the God of January. So when Jesus comes back and he explains to those of us in the church that we've been doing this thing wrong, <laughs> brothers and sisters, people ain't going to be happy when you find out that you got to take those Christmas trees out of your home. You got to take those decorations off the tree because in the book of Jeremiah, the 10th chapter, the Lord commanded us not to do that. But we boldly say that we are a follower of Jesus and Jesus is my Lord and Savior and I love him. I guess we don't love him enough to not do what he told us not to do. Let's go to Revelations 1, 7 and 8. Revelations 1, 7 and 8. And again, brothers and sisters, some of you all are just learning this information. And so we are patient with you. Study to show yourselves approved. OK, we can't tell you that it's OK for you to do something or even continue to do something that the Lord already told us not to do. But what we can tell you to do is for those of you who are not ready. To get into this thing like you or we should be in the in, in this thing. Brothers and sisters, you got to petition God and. And talk to God to give you the strength to come out of Babylon. Because that's where these things come from. They come, we have a Babylon mentality. We have a Roman men, uh, a mentality, brothers and sisters. We have an Egypt mentality. You see how it was so hard for our ancestors in the wilderness to come out of the Egyptian mentality? And what happened to them? God killed all of them off, allowed all of them to die in the wilderness with the exception of two that originally came out of Egypt, Joshua and Caleb. So let's continue reading Revelations chapter one. And we're going to go down to verse seven and eight. 
Revelations 1, 7 and 8. It says, Behold, he cometh with the clouds, and every eye shall see him. And they also which pierced him, and all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Even so, amen. Why are you going to wail? Because Jesus is coming. Because he's going to stop you from doing all the things that you have found enjoyment in. Verse 8. I am Alpha and Omega, this is Jesus talking, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. Let's stay in the book of Revelations. Let's go to Revelations 14, 14 through 20. Revelation 14, 14 through 20. We're going to give you time to get there. I'm going to take a little squig of my apple cider vinegar ginger and um what else is in here oh um beet beet powder okay revelation 14 and we're going to read verses 14 through 20. revelation 14 14 through 20 and it reads and I looked and behold a white cloud and upon the cloud one sat like unto the son of man having on his head a golden crown and in his hand a sharp sickle. And another angel came out of the temple crying with a loud voice to him that sat on the cloud thrust in thy sickle and reap. For the time has come for thee to reap for the harvest of the earth is ripe. That sickle, brothers and sisters, that sharp sickle, that's part of his destruction tools, brothers and sisters. 16, and he, and he that sat on the cloud thrust in his sickle on the earth, and the earth was reaped. And another angel came out of the temple, which is in heaven, and he also having a sharp sickle. And another angel came out from the altar, which had power over fire. And cry with a loud cry to him that sat, had the sharp sickle, saying, Thrust in thy sharp sickle, and gather the clusters of the vine of the earth, for her grapes are fully ripe. And the angel thrust his sickle into the earth, and gathered the vine of the earth, and cast it into the great winepress of the wrath of God. Now, this is not talking about grapes. Now, Grapes is only used here as a metaphor and wine is used as a metaphor speaking of the blood that would be shed, brothers and sisters, when Jesus comes back to this earth, delivering the reward of punishment for those who rebelled against him. Let's talk about it. Verse 20. And the wine press was trodden without the city and blood came out of the wine press, even unto the horse's bridles, by the space of a thousand and six hundred furlongs. So yes, this Jesus ain't the Jesus that's going to say, Lord, forgive them for they know not what they do. That was the lamb. This Jesus is the lion, brothers and sisters, and he's coming back not asking for forgiveness. He's coming back dishing out 
punishment for those who rebelled against him, brothers and sisters, so much so that there's going to be so much death and destruction that it says blood came out of the wine press, even unto the horse's bridle. This is what they're afraid of. This is what Satan has been trying to prepare the minds of the people on this earth for. That's why there is a guardian of the galaxy. That's why there is a star track. That, that's why there was a Battlestar Galactica. That's why there were all these video games, space invaders, and so on and so forth. The war of the worlds, lost in space. Because the devil knows that when Jesus come, he ain't playing. And so if he could prepare you through his tricknology, just like he did when he beguiled Eve to fight against God, then that's just more people that he has delivered from God. Oh, it's a big setup, brothers and sisters. Let's go to the book of Psalms 110. Psalms 110. We're going to read two verses. Psalms 110, and we're going to read two verses, verses 5 and 6, Psalms 110, 5 and 6, and it reads, The Lord has sworn and will not repent. Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. The Lord at thy right hand shall strike the king shall strike through kings in the day of his wrath what is the day of his wrath what is the day of the lord what is the coming of the lord that's the day when he comes back brothers and sisters it says he shall strike through kings in the day of his wrath so he's coming back angry oh brothers and sisters it gets better though it gets better Every nation has seers or wise men or scholars, right? They can look at the moon and they can look at the signs in the sky and they can inform their presidents and they can form their leaders just like they did during Pharaoh's time and, and, and King Herod's time. And they looked at the stars and they looked at the constellations in the sky and they knew that the time was getting short that the time was coming. Well, wait a minute, Brother Black Eyes. What do you mean they can look in the sky and see the signs? Why do you think they have tel telescopes? They looking all the way into the sky and they seeing the way the stars are formulating and how things are separating apart in space because they can calculate time. This is not just for uh, the planetarium purposes oh it's beautiful we got stars we're trying to find out when uh, how old the earth is and when the galaxy started they're not only trying to find that out they're trying to find out when jesus is coming back brothers and sisters let's go to genesis 1 14 through 16 i don't want you to believe me brothers and sisters let's go to the word of god and see why he even created the sun the moon and the stars, these lights that are in heaven. Let's read what they are for. Genesis 1, 14 through 16. It says, and God said, let there be lights in the firmament of heaven. Now, heaven is the space where we can see. That's the second heaven. 
The first heaven is this earth. The third heaven is where the Father, the Son, and all of the Holy Spirits or angels reside. That's the third heaven or the heaven of heavens. But let's read about the second one, the ones that planes fly in, birds fly in, and we travel in when we're traveling on those airplanes. It says, and God said, let there be lights in the firmament of heaven to divide the day from the night. What divide the days from the night? The sun and the moon. And let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and for years. And let them be for the lights and the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser night light to rule the night. And he made the stars also. So those constellations and stars and moon and all those things in the sky. They're for signs and for seasons and for days and for years. And that's how we can calculate the start of a new day. It starts at sundown. It don't start at 12.01 a.m. No, brothers and sisters. In the book of Genesis, the first chapter and the fifth verse, it said, and God called the light day and the darkness he called night and the evening and the morning were the first day. So when the sun goes down, that's the start of a new day, according to the word of God and according to God's time when man came and changed it. Now he's doing something different. Oh, your day starts at 12.01 a.m. So learning something on the way to learning something. Let's go to the book of Second Samuel, the first chapter. Ah, let me see, Sister Key. I think this is one of those other ones where the chapter is not in there. So let's do this. We'll find this for you all next week, but let's go ahead and close out. We got two minutes left remaining. Let's go to the book of Isaiah, the sixth chapter. Isaiah, the sixth, 60, I'm sorry, Isaiah, the 63rd chapter. Isaiah, the 63rd chapter. Now, those who study history and scripture know that the Lord, know what the Lord did to the nations that rebelled against him. Know what he did to Jericho. Know what he did to Egypt and all the nations, brothers and sisters, that the Lord had found wanting. They already know the nature of God and God knows the nature of them, brothers and sisters. So. If God killed. The inhabitants of Sodom and Gomorrah. If God killed the firstborn of Egypt, if God killed the inhabitants of Jericho, what is he going to do for those who rebel against him during today's time, brothers and sisters? They already know the answer to this. And I don't care what kind of technology man has, it can't defeat God. It can't even defeat the elements that God controls. All God got to do is allow it to be a flood. Allow a volcano to explode. Allowed winds to rush at so many miles per hour. 
brothers and sisters, let's close this thing out. Isaiah 63, 9 and 10. Isaiah 63. And Sister Key, if you can find a second Samuel scripture, um, then maybe we can um, read that before we close out. Isaiah 63. Okay. And we're going to read <clears throat> verses 9 and 10, Isaiah 63, 9 and 10, and it reads, In all their afflictions, he was afflicted, and the angel of his presence saved them. In his love and in his pity, he redeemed them, and he bared them and carried them all the days of old. Wait a minute. Who are they talking about in the book of Isaiah? In all their afflictions, he was afflicted. Who is this he? None other than Jesus, who bore the sins of this world. It says, and the angel of his presence. Oh, wait a minute. That's that Holy Ghost or that Holy Spirit, because angels are spirits. And they are holy, the ones that didn't rebel. But this particular one is called the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit, because out of all of the holy angels or holy spirits or holy ghost, Jesus set one to the side and called it his Holy Spirit or his angel. Let's read it again. And all their affliction, he was afflicted and the angel of his presence saved them and his love and in his pity, he redeemed them. And he bailed them and carried them all the days of old. He did all this for them. But look at what our ancestors did. But they rebelled and vexed his Holy Spirit. I'm going to read that again. They vexed his Holy Spirit. And that Holy Spirit is referring to the angel of his presence. So when you, when you say... Um, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit is really the Father, the Son, and the angel of his presence, brothers and sisters. And we can tell you the name of that angel, but another lesson for another time. It says, but they rebelled and vexed his Holy Spirit. Therefore, he turned to be their enemy, and he fought against them. Brothers and sisters, God ain't playing with this earth, with this world, and with the kingdoms of this world. So when we talk about space invaders, guardians of the galaxy, and how Satan has programmed our minds since children with our video games, with our TV shows, with our movies to fight against God when he comes back, when he appears, even our Lord and Savior Jesus, the Christ. But we know better, brothers and sisters, and we bow down to our Lord and Savior. Jesus Christ, even the God of Israel. Brothers and sisters, study this word. Don't fall victim to the beguiling of Satan. He is the ruler of the air and the airwaves. And that's why it's called programming. Satan has programmed our minds brothers and sisters but the way to 
as the matrix say, <laughs> take the red pill instead of the blue pill. And if you want to know what the truth is, this is how you deprogram by getting into the word of God, brothers and sisters. Anytime somebody goes to war or goes somewhere and fight, they have to bring them in to deprogram them because their mentality is the mentality of a system and of a world. And we want to get out the mentality of Egypt, the mentality of Sodom and Gomorrah, the mentality of Rome, and get into the mentality of the word of God. And that's going to take more than you just singing and shouting and listening to a personal testimony from a pastor or a preacher talking about how good God is and how he heals and how he saves. We got to do more than that. We got to get into this word like we got into this word tonight. Go line upon line, precept upon precept. And that's what gives you the power to overcome the prince of the airwaves because the armor of God is the word of God. Thank you so much, brothers and sisters. Let's close out with um, Numbers, the sixth chapter. Numbers, the sixth chapter. We'll close out with that as we do on every show, brothers and sisters. Numbers, the sixth chapter. And this is our request for you, our prayer for you. And it's what the Lord gave to us. It says, Numbers 6, 24 through 27. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. And they shall put the Lord's name upon the children of Israel, and he will bless them. And if you put the Lord's name upon you and get into this word of God, he will begin to bless you too. Thank you so much for your time. For those who are on YouTube, if you would like to be added to our text message, invite me reminder list, then text your name and the keywords truth hour to 312-719-7310. And that goes for you too. Those who are looking on Facebook Live and um, Brother Duncan and Poet Radio, we're going to go ahead and sign off at this time. Let's see. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.